Assalamu alaikum, ladies and gentlemen. If you like this podcast, if you benefit from this podcast or you benefit from some of the writing that we do on Instagram, on Facebook, if you attend our connection sessions that take place every second Sunday on Zoom, if you have been a member of our Flourish coaching course, you may, 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 being the operative word I appreciate, may want to make a subscription to our Patreon page. Why would I do that, Yusuf? Well, I'll tell you why. Because there are a number of different audio recordings on there. I can't remember exactly how many, but I think it's more than 20. At least it may be even more than that. And there's also a number of different connection sessions uploaded in full on the Patreon page. Every time we have a connection session on Zoom, I put the whole unedited recording up onto Patreon. And there are a number of different articles as well. Some things that I've written um, reflecting on topics, themes related to personal growth, the pursuit of wholeness according to the Islamic tradition. But what if you don't want to make a contribution? Well, that's cool. Don't worry about it. That's all love. Enjoy the podcast. Take it easy. their dysfunction the proud cannot enter we have admitted our dysfunction we admit that sometimes we have doubt in our in our provider because if we had absolute uh, if we had a, an, an a complete and total lack of doubt then we would have what's called yakin in the arabic language which is certainty absolute certainty that he is the creator he is the provider and there would not be an ounce of inaccurate perception inside of us and that is quite simply not the case is it quite simply not the case do you agree with me or disagree with me, please, ladies and gents? I wish that I had met, got the copy of one of, there's a couplet from Evlana Rumi, which mentions something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing now, goodness me, what a terrible thing to do to try to paraphrase the beauty, beautiful words of Hazrat Mevlana. May Allah sanctify his secret, who said, if, if someone steals something from you and you begin to get enraged, ask yourself why that is. Because a thief has robbed a thief. <laughs> you should know that. You should know that you have, that if something is taken from you, then you have taken from others. Or you have inaccurate perception, therefore you, you rob the universe of your own greatness. Ya Rab. When you feel outraged 
at how the universe is unfolding before you recall that. That you are denying us. You are denying your loved ones, your spouse. Your children. You are robbing them of what you were created to be. You are robbing them of your potential by not opening your heart to the Lord of all the world, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore, um, Anissa, when things unfold in a manner that you don't like, realize that that moment is a time for you to turn to him. You remember when we all got locked down and we couldn't go anywhere, we didn't have anywhere to go, etc., etc. Allah gives us these opportunities, affords us great blessings so that we can become whole, so that we can spend more of our time turning towards him, so that we can utilize the opportunities that are in front of us in order to become what we were created to be and to end that theft, to end our theft of our own potential, our own greatness, our own beauty. Don't measure your life by the standards that these people, that this age sets for you. What you don't have this, you don't have that. I don't care. Because inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Verily we're from him and we go back to him. We have one task, one job. And what is that? That is his pleasure. And if he places you somewhere which is challenging and which is difficult, this is by his will. Because he has determined that that is where you need to be in this moment in time. Don't question the creator. Don't question the provider. Don't question Al-Razak. He will give to you. He will support you. And he will lead you to places that you can never, ever imagine. And one day we will look back on the circumstances that we're in, the trials and the tribulations that we're facing, and we will say, I remember. And sometimes... In my own life, I look back at moments which were rough, man, really, really rough. And I look back at them and say, gosh, they were some of the best times. Because I didn't see anything else other than him. I didn't yearn for anything else other than him because everything else was gone anyway. There was no point. It was only him who could fix it. It was only him who could change it. It was only Al-Razak who could provide for me because what my own computations, my own machinations, my own intellectual plans had been destroyed. Verily you plan, but Allah is the best of planners. Does that mean you don't plan? That's a different topic. But remember and recognize. That he never puts you in a position that you shouldn't be in. And when we have that, when we realize that the situation that we are in is part of the rizq, is part of the provision, is part of the gift itself, then we can get on with the job of existence, which is not the iPhone 74 or to become the CEO or any of those things. That's not the purpose of life. Is there a problem with that? Not necessarily. No, no. Not if that's how you believe you can make the greatest contribution to mankind. If there's some reason for you to have that iPhone 74, I had to get another phone earlier, didn't I? A week or so back. Because the phone just went kaput. It was very old. <laughs> so, of course, you need to get a new phone. If you can be the CEO and you can bring beauty into the world, then you should do that. That's when we're going to talk about agency and the importance of striving and endeavor.
but that's not the purpose of life. That's not the purpose of life. That's a means by which we yearn for his pleasure. We seek Allah's help in trouble time. would be the Arabic and therefore you know a direct representation let's say of the Arabic into English doesn't often work does it so maybe some of the some of the meaning is lost a little bit but the secret is not that self-help book lol the secret is There, there, there are secrets, right? There are secrets, things which people are unaware of that they would never know. And that maybe by means of staying in the company of the awliya, then you will begin to understand them. Then you begin to come to know them. Nothing has been kept secret. It's just, it is as though it is a secret to the vast majority of people, right? We don't see it. We don't understand it. We don't see what's happening. You know, for example, when you... Do you have a very, very sentimental object and an object of, of great sentimental value to you? Can you imagine this? Picture this. And you place it somewhere important and strategic in your room, significant to you because it's very important. And but it's just like a pen or something like it doesn't it doesn't it's not it's not it's not like a diamond Rolex or something like that. Lord. When someone walks into the room. They don't understand the secret of it, do they? They don't understand the reality of that. So they just pick up the pen and start writing. Don't use that. Why? They don't see what you see. Because that's connected to a, a, a beloved relative or a, a close friend or et cetera, et cetera. They don't see what you see. There is a sir. There is a secret attached to that item. Does that make sense? <clears throat> so therefore, the awliya of Allah are those who see the unseen in that moment. Those who are able to see the, the, the shadow of the divine hand over every moment. Who are able to see the glory of a moment even when it doesn't seem glorious to the untrained eye, shall we say. They are able to witness the, what do we say in the du'a? They're able to witness the rose from the thorn, the, the silver lining in the cloud. They're able to see Allah Almighty making the moment sacred, sanctifying the moment. So therefore, a, a sacred, a, an engagement with the sacred in this day and age and in many day and age, day and, in all time, is a sir, is a secret. Because even from a even from a mundane, non hyper spiritual <laughs> perspective, there are stories attached to every single object. And this is what Sheikh Ibrahim says. The universe is a book, read it. So the chair that you are sat on, the bed that you are lying on, the bus that you're on, uh, Aisha. 
everything has a story. So much has happened, you know, even to produce the chair that you are sat on now. There are so many complexities, so many things had to go right in order for it to be there. And sometimes you go to a restaurant and someone, and this is the culmination of the journey, which is why Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu used to give things names and talk to inanimate objects, quote unquote inanimate objects, because he would sh- see the value of, for example, you know, you go and get six chicken wings and it's on your on your plate in front of you that's the culmination of the journey of an animal which was created which was raised probably quite nastily was slaughtered was uh, you know how many people were involved in that how many people were were participated in that process how many people sacrificed so that the food let's try and make it a bit more you know not not unhealthy and free range chicken etc how, how many people sacrificed for that how much money was spent on it how much time and energy was spent on bringing that to your plate in front of you and then you bite into it and you say it's not good enough and you leave it on the plate there's no secret there there's no clarity of vision is there because we're not seeing the truth or oh, allah permit us to see truth as truth and permit us to act accordingly i mean does that mean that oh sorry peter says is the secrecy part of what brings about the proud cannot enter, do you think? Well, pride is an obstruction to the truth, right? Pride and a lack of gratitude. So the word that is used in the Quran, and we don't use this in a derogatory way at all, but the word that is used, um, kafir, is connected to connected to farming because it means it's covered over to cover over the truth and another meaning of the word as it's used in the holy quran the word kafir is an ingrate is the translation that some of the classical you know the 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 victorian or early 20th century translations of the holy quran utilized an ingrate a person who is ungrateful I'm grateful for the blessing of life. So a lack of gratitude indeed means that somebody can't see truth as truth. You can't see the chicken for what it is if you're ungrateful for it. If you don't give thanks for it, if you think it's just another thing, just something else. It's not. Which is why every religious tradition says don't blooming waste food. Stop wasting food. Because someone, some animal has given its life for you or people, the farmers, the processors, etc, etc, have endeavoured towards this thing. Treat it with dignity and respect.